the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. changed in the middle of the Peter Brady suddenly. Hello, it's Nick DeGilio. Uh, welcome to the Nick D podcast at Radio Misfits uh, on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Uh, check out all of the other varied, entertaining, informative, and fantastic podcasts available at radiomisfits.com. And please take the time when you hear all of our podcasts, mine included, please take the time, rate, review, give your feedbacks, rate and review on every platform. Please do and discuss uh, our podcast as well, radiomisfits.com and everywhere you can get your podcasts. Hey, you want to be a sponsor on my podcast, be an advertiser? We would love to do that. We reach a lot of people. It'll be good for your product and it'll be good for us as well. So do it. Advertise today. Sales at radiomisfits.com. I want to advertise on the Nick D podcast. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Do it today. Hey, uh, just in general, if you're a subscriber and you want to give your feedback, your comments, your questions, anything, uh, be a part of the Nick D podcast. Voicemail us right now, 24-7-773-417-6948. You can also drop us an email, 24-7-NickDpodcast at gmail.com. We love to read them and listen to them and share them. So voicemails, emails, get them in, pile them up, 24-7-773-417-6948, NickDpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the wonderful sound and uh, Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. It is episode number 73. We're going to talk with Jim Ryan Jim Ryan was a fantastic music uh, journalist. He reviews concerts. He interviews musicians and artists. Just a great guy in general. Been very busy in the world of concerts and interviews. You can check out RadioJimRyan.com. He writes for Forbes. He writes for the Daily Herald. Tons of concerts and tons of interviews to talk about lots of music, and we'll jump into that. Esmeralda Leon is going to join me, as she does on every episode. We're going to talk about more bad songs, some scary stuff. And you know when you go to weddings and you hear songs that suck? Well, we have a list of songs that have been widely banned from weddings. Yes. You go to a wedding reception, you're like, God damn it, do I have to hear Celebration by Cool and the Gang again? No, you don't, because a lot of these songs have been banned. So we're going to talk more about that. And we have a, 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 a live podcast uh, show that we are going to uh, uh, be talking about. And we'll give you more details on that as they show up. It's going to happen in November, uh, and it's, pro- it's going to happen at Zany's in Rosemont. Would you come out to Zanies and Rosemont to see us live? We want you to be a part of it. And uh, again, get your feedback at 773-417-6948 or email us. Will you come out to Zanies in Rosemont to see the Nick D Show live with surprises and special guests and me and Esmeralda? It's going to be a great night, and we'll tell you all about that coming up as well. All right. So uh, my thanks for you guys uh, for listening, and my thanks to— Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and yeah. I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. All right, Jim Ryan's going to talk music after I say congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jackal. 
have a treat for you. Jim Ryan. Oh, he is on the lion. Jim Ryan. I am about to pour a big bowl of Jim Ryan down your ear hole. Jim Ryan. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Have you ever met a man named Jim? Last name, Ryan. Or last name, Ryan. First name, Jim. Well, this particular one, well, he writes concert reviews. Interviews musicians in golf fans' issues. Now's the time we turn up the microphone louder so we can hear what Jim Ryan has to say. It's the uh, Jim Ryan theme. Only one. There's only one Jim Ryan. Of course, only one Jason Skaggs who did that fantastic theme. Jim Ryan joins us. Hi, Jim. Hi, Nick. How are you, buddy? I'm good. That uh, that theme, I love it. I know, man. I do too. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm green with envy. Although I like uh, I like my I've got a couple of themes, and I like them both. So they're 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 equally awesome. But uh, welcome back. Now, um, we were just uh, speaking about this before we started recording. Busy time for you as we record this. Six concerts in six days? What the hell? <laughs> as I used to always joke with you, uh, I go to this stuff so you don't have to. But it's been crazy. Everybody's on the road right now. It's nuts. I don't even know what to say. Well, uh, you cover the music scene, concerts, interviews, all kinds of stuff for Forbes magazine. People can check out Forbes.com and locally here for the Daily Herald and freelancing and all that cool stuff. And your website is Radio Jim Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Radio Jim Ryan dot com. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, let's get into all this. I mean, you've been incredibly busy. Lots of crazy stuff has been happening. But before we jump into the more recent stuff, the six shows that you saw in six days and some of the interviews that you've done. Let's go back to a concert that you and I were both at, and I got to see you for the first yes. time in a very long time face-to-face, briefly, but we did get to see each other, and that was at the Berlin Culture Club show at Ravinia last month. Or, well, no, it was this month, but it was a few weeks ago. This That was part of a stretch. I can't just... There's been so many artists this summer that I've never seen before, which that hadn't been happening that much, and Culture Club's one of them. It's just been this crazy stretch where everybody's on the road. I was so damn excited to see Boy George, Nick. Yeah, man. I well, I don't blame you. I saw I uh, I saw Culture Club once many years ago. Okay. Uh, many many years ago. Um, and uh, and Berlin once many many years ago. Uh, never together. I can tell you that. <laughs> and and I hadn't been at Ravinia. God, the last time I was at Ravinia, oddly, was for Sting, who played the next night that hey. we were there. We were there, and he played. And you went to that. Went to that too. <laughs> so how was it now? You know, listen, I know that you're. You know, we've talked about the Sting thing, um, and uh, in the past, and I, I get a lot of shit for enjoying Sting to this day. Uh, like I still like Sting, <laughs> and I mean, I like. I was. A, I'm a Sting fan past synchronicity. I don't give a shit. I love his solo stuff, and uh, and I, it, you know, obviously, it goes without saying that people love the Police. Everybody loves the Police, and those those five records are legendary. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but but people are split down, you know, down the middle <laughs> on what Sting did, starting with Dream of the Blue Turtles and on through, you know, the last ship, the Broadway show bomb that he was responsible for, which I liked and saw twice. Um, <laughs> but how was before we get to because I was at Culture Club uh, and the yeah. Berlin show. We were there. We can both talk about that equally. But how was Sting uh, the next night he played at Ravinia? How, uh, how was my man Sting? 
Has anyone in the last five years given you as much shit for loving Sting as I have? Uh, I will tell you this. I have gotten it. Over the years, Jim, I've gotten plenty of shit for liking Sting. Uh, I remember the first time that I caught massive amounts of hell was when... Um, the, see, the, I think it was the first time was when the video premiered on MTV of that goddamn song he did with Rod Stewart... <laughs> Oh and God, Brian Adams. Adams! Yes, from the Three Musketeers, Musketeers movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, and it was and and uh, <laughs> he he's wearing a skirt in the video, but not a kilt, like a skirt. And uh, and and I remember, and it was just like, and my friends kept calling that uh, that collaboration "ass" for Adam <laughs> Stewart and Sting. Adam Stewart and Sting, otherwise Accurate. known as "ass." And uh, and I remember getting a phone call from one of my friends, going, "Why don't you turn on MTV right now and tell me your defense of this?" And uh, and I had none. I had none. Uh, and then the other time was I got a phone call when um, Puff Daddy was doing his oh yeah, yeah goddamn yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm missing you uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, Biggie Tribute Smalls thing Biggie yeah right and Sting came out it was on the MTV Awards VMAs and, yeah yeah and my phone rang again and went are you watching this do you have any defense of this whatsoever and I was like no. Uh, I mean, look, they're paying him, so I guess he figured I may as well try and get in touch with the young people. In so, fairness, Jim, Jimmy Page equally uh, equally yeah uh, guilty on that charge. The Godzilla yeah. on the Godzilla mm-hmm. thing, yeah, right. No, I remember <laughs> that. Uh, but Page, you know, Page, I you know, like Page was was you know, like at at that point, it's like you can't if you mock Jimmy Page. Most right, of his yeah. career has been great. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's there was never a significant amount of time in. In Jimmy Page's career, when people went, "Wow, this guy used to be good, and he sucks now," but Sting, yes, that is an argument. <laughs> That's a legit <laughs> argument that some people have. But no, I've been a Sting fan forever, dude. And I and and it's a it's a it's just this. I think it's because the police had such an impact on me. You know, as I've always said this yeah. before, the the police were together for the exact four years that I was in high school. Okay, like their their entire discography and pretty much their entire career uh the the uh, the big huge arc of their career began when i graduated eighth grade and ended when i graduated high school i mean uh, here's here's what i always say about sting that i i love the police for instance yeah, of course um side two of synchronicity i mean they, all those police albums are good but that stretch right in a row on the second side of synchronicity that is like uh just stupid, right? Where it goes from like, was it every breath you take, King of Pain, wrapped around my finger, walking yeah. on the moon, all like right in a row? It's yeah. Yeah. insanity. Yeah. Um, but that said, when I saw the police at Wrigley, I thought it was terrible. And when I saw Sting in Grant Park doing some free promotion for a credit card, I thought it was fantastic. So it was armed with that knowledge that I walked into Ravinia. And I got to say, that guy killed it, Nick. It was so good. I bet. Here's the thing. Now, let's go back to 2007. When the when the police reunited, okay, um, I it, it and, and I was beside myself because I I don't Me know too. if I've if I if I've really relayed to you uh, how much of a big deal the police were when I was young, mm-hmm. um, and when they reunited, I was losing my shit and I went both nights, and. Yeah, it felt to me like they were kind of going through the motions, and it was it was absolutely a cash grab, a cash grab that another nine of, none of the, none of those three guys need. And Wrigley um, was opening night of that too. I've seen Stuart Copeland talk about how they weren't ready yet. Yeah, by by Wrigley, 
And they, so I, I saw the fir- I saw the first uh, uh, show of the Synchronicity tour in '83. Okay, at Comiskey, it was the very first show of that tour, uh, but it kicked ass. <laughs> it kicked ass. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no. And yet, those two nights, uh, you know, I was just like, okay, this is not great. Um, but I don't give a shit. Those three guys are on stage together right now, and I'm crying. I'm in Wrigley Field, which is one of my favorite places in the right. world. And I'm watching the police reunite, and I never, ever, ever in my life thought that I would see this. So, yeah, it wasn't a great show, but I didn't care. <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to hear some of what he played at Ravinia? Please, man. Yeah, absolutely. He opens with Message in a Bottle. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a hell of an opening salvo, right? Well, you know, here's the thing. You open up the show with one of the greatest riffs in music history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, with Sting, with, with a hell of a bass line, by the way. Yeah, like no, Sting's no, pretty damn good on that song. He, like he's yeah, 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 yeah. They go into encore with, and there's only there's only one issue here going into encore. Otherwise, it's perfect. Okay, walking on the moon, so lonely, desert rose, uh-huh. king of pain, and every breath you take. I mean, come on, that's awesome. It's completely great. And then encores at Roxanne. I mean, yeah, as a police fan, I was beside myself. No, I mean, well, I mean, you know, he wrote those songs, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, they had Desert Rose and the whole Fields of Gold and all that. And I happen to back Fields of Gold. I'm a fan of Fields of Gold. He uh, did Desert, Fields of Gold. Yeah. Of course he did. He had to because people, they're at Ravinia. People are making out. You got to play Fields of Gold. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's candles at Ravinia and blankets. Right. You have to play Fields of Gold, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> God, that's a great set list, though, man. And I bet it's I mean, t- he, he, here's the other thing about Sting, uh, whether you like him or not. And, and it's you know we're open to debate on that forever. And I completely yes. respect and understand why people think he's a jackass. I totally understand that. Um, but he never, ever, even when his material might be not up to, to 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 par, in your opinion, the musicians that he hires for sessions and for tours are unbelievable. He. Seriously, the people that he gets to work with, whether the music is good or not, Jesus Christ, he gets the best musicians on the planet. Yeah, it, I, the band was great. Everything about it was great. But to your point about that new music, that new single, the, lyri- the lyrics on his new single <laughs> are about the worst I've ever heard in my life. I can't think of the name of the song. I'm looking. Oh, Rushing Water. Right, Rushing, Rushing Water. Water. There's a single, <laughs> there's a lyric in there where he goes, laying down on my uh, analyst, on my therapist's couch, hit me with a hammer and I say, ouch. I mean- well, Here's the thing about. Are you going to defend that? All right. Here's the thing, Jim. Uh, I don't want to spend the entire visit me defending Sting, <laughs> but what people tend because because Sting has this persona or this kind of air about him that's very pompous. Okay. Does he? Yes, he does. But Sting? the thing that people don't understand, and that I think that people don't give him credit, he's really funny. Like he, he is. Ru- he has and, a sense of humor. He's got a great sense of humor, and he reflects that in a lot of his music. Um, and I think that like people forget about that. Like I think that song's funny, and you I know and, else, and, and you know what else he has a lot, Nick, mm, mm. an erection <laughs> for eight hours. He can do that <laughs> shit for eight hours. Are you aware of that? He's tantric. But, I know, but I no, no, and I understand that. I, but but the thing is that I know it's over the the overriding vibe that you get from Sting is pompous asshole. I totally yes. understand that. But what people don't seem to, what they forget is that he's fucking funny. And a lot of his songs are hilarious. Are you familiar um, with the song Seven Days from Mercury Rising? I don't think I am. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. When we're done, uh, go and listen to Seven Days. Okay. This is, it's I got to unearth a, a sting deep cut. 
Here's a, it's I don't I mean I really well personally it's not a deep cut for me but <laughs> maybe for every the other maybe catalog for, maybe for exactly I celebrate I celebrate rushing water for Christ's sake but so no it's 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 not a deep cut for me but it's on it's on Mercury Rising from 96 1996 okay which by the way okay. is a fucking great record anyway uh 7 days is uh this song uh, and the and again the musicians are amazing in it you look up the video, and it's just a performance video, so you don't have to watch him try to act or stand on a boat with water hitting him in the face. None of that shit. It's a, it's a performance <laughs> video where they're in a studio recording the song, okay? So it's simple. But the song is, first of all, it's great. It's, beautifully, it's a beautifully structured song. The, the, the structure of it is very, you know, is, 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 uh, you know it's, it's complicated. The time, the time changes are really interesting and weird. And it's the kind of experimental kind of shit that Sting does while still being pop. You know what I mean? Like, he right. fucks around with time signatures and, and, and all that stuff within the structure of the song, okay? Okay. Um, and it sounds really complicated. The musicianship is amazing. And if you just listen to it without listening to the lyrics, you're like, oh, it's Sting. And it's, you know, Sting doing a Sting <laughs> thing. But listen to the lyrics of Seven Days, okay? Because okay. it's one of the funniest songs ever. It's All right. it, it it's under the guise of like sort of complicated time signature sting jazzy pop shit that he's known for, um, and it's kind of disguised as a love song. But when you listen to the lyrics, it's hilarious. And the narrator, the writer of the song, is the foil. He's a dipshit. Okay. And Sting does that a lot. He does that a lot. But people don't listen because they go, "Oh, it's Sting. <laughs> he's shirtless. He screws for eight hours." He's a pompous jagoff. But if you listen to the lyrics of many of his songs, Seven Days being one of them, it's completely counter to what the song sounds like. So right. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. Check out the video for Seven Days and listen to the lyrics. I got to watch I think, the video, too? Well, Jesus. the video's fun because he's got great musicians in it, and they're, they're fantastic to watch. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, anyway, listen to the lyrics. I think you'll be surprised at just how really funny and cutting it is on himself feel like he's okay. the target he's the target so anyway all right enough about sting culture club <laughs> yes um okay i was at that show we got to hang out and talk a little bit very briefly and that was always that's always great to, to see you, you. Yes. great to see you man um and i reunited with an old friend of mine i hadn't seen her in years we dated back in the 80s and then we were at a it seemed appropriate that we were at a culture club berlin <laughs> show we hadn't seen each other in like years we dated we dated like in the 80s and i'm like well this seems very appropriate yeah yeah um and we had a fantastic time but let me just say this i culture club was fantastic i thought they were great yeah and and i know you'll get into you know your observations about it especially boy george but god but, damn was berlin uh -huh. good uh -huh. Berlin was unbelievable. And what is yep. Terry? What is she, 60? Yeah, we, I, we looked it up like 60 or 62 or something. Oh, my and God. Sounds fantastic. Looks fantastic. Dear yes. God, right? Like, I mean, they covered the cult? What is... That cult cover was all... And they had initially cut it from the set list. We, right. Uh, she called my buddy and I, We she saw it on the audible. set yeah. on the and way she, there in the car. And we were like, oh, I can't wait to hear that. And then we're like, oh, man, she cut it. And she but then she called an audible. Anyway. She called an audible on stage. She's like, yep. nope. They cut the song off that they were going to play. It was and, so good. And, and she's like, no, I want to play this. And they played She Sells Sanctuary. And I was like, I was like flipping tape. No tape. Well, little tables of people. Wine was flying because I was breaking everything. But Candelabras yeah, no. flying everywhere. I was, yeah, man. I was punching people. It was fantastic. What, so 
But I, you know, and I saw them a long time ago. And I also, I think I forgot how many, not just maybe minor hits, but how many great songs Berlin Uh has. They have a, my God. Metro, uh, what's the, there's a third one too. Yeah, she's uh, uh, uh Jesus Christ, I'm blanking. Not, and I'm not, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking besides the Top Gun thing, which of course they're gonna, right? Uh, the the goddamn Top Gun song, which is the only one that I zoned out on. <laughs> but those post punk new wave numbers that they do are fantastic. Were so yeah. good. I loved it. But now, okay, what, what is your first time seeing Culture Club? Tell me about the Jim Ryan experience watching Culture Club. You know what? Like, uh, so. If you, <laughs> <laughs> so boy george when i was a kid i was i was i had nightmares about boy george okay but i love the culture and that's not a joke the cult i love culture club songs i've always wanted to see culture club but in america you just there haven't been a lot of opportunities for that in the last 20 or so years right no. a couple tours here and there this was their first time in america i think in like 10 years right it's it been was, that long it's been easily it's been that long yeah so i was super excited and but he, obviously he's got a well-publicized history of issues and whatnot. Um, Substance abuse af- and all kinds yeah, of stuff. That yeah, that have affected his performance at times. So I kind of yeah. went in with the bar set a little bit low. And I got to say, he was great. Yeah. He's not, not only could he sing and was, he was affable and entertaining as, as a front man on stage. He sounded good. He looked good. I just, I can't say enough good things about it. How about Boy George in 2022, yeah. which I was not expecting. Yeah. And you, you had mentioned, um, how funny he was because you texted me during the show you're like how funny is boy George? yeah he's hilarious like the his his uh in between song you know uh, uh, banter was really funny and really he, good he seems super uh super self-aware and super humbled too like yeah I, I wanted by the end of it i mean his banter between songs he just seems so sincere i was like i want to interview boy george like yeah. that's my new goal oh he he would be a great interview i know i no doubt in my mind but yeah, so I, I was—I uh, I thought that the entire night was great. I just the whole thing was great, and the band that Boy George put together—the other—it was him and, and two founding members, and then the rest mm-hmm. were all like younger backup singers, horn section musicians. They were, and they sounded great. It was yeah, it was a great show. Piece group, yeah, yep, great show all the way around. Berlin and uh, and uh, Culture Club at uh, Ravinio, wonderful, and the weather was great too. It was a great night. Great yep. night, indeed, it was. It was okay. Six shows. <laughs> in uh in six nights now uh as we uh what was last night was glenn tilbrook did you go to glenn tilbrook glenn tilbrook at city winery yeah that God was great damn it i'm jealous he was so good like i've never right, well, i've seen squeeze but yeah okay well i was gonna say people who don't know who glenn tilbrook <laughs> is maybe he is the founder and mostly well one of the lead singers of squeeze yeah lead one of the lead singers uh co-songwriter co-founding member and he played all those songs from Squeeze You Know last night. He played Tempted. He played Black Coffee in Bed. He did Pulling Muscles from a Shell. Mm. But uh, Pulling Muscles from a Shell, he so he did the first half of the show solo acoustic, and then the second half was solo electric. And the guy played his ass off, first off. Starts going into all these cool covers in the middle of Pulling Muscles from a Shell, and then came back and just fired off this solo electric, electric solo and finished the song. And it was just, it's one of the best things I've seen all summer and wow. it's not even close wow uh now let me did you go to roxy did you go to roxy music i didn't go to roxy yeah that was uh went to something else instead <laughs> yeah well you went every night i don't even uh, yeah 
I was I, I didn't even know Roxy Music was playing. I had no idea. And and, and then like suddenly my feed is filled up with people who are Same. at United Center and I'm like, God <laughs> damn. I didn't know. I would have seriously I would have I would have gotten tickets for Roxy Music. Well, and there were definitely tickets left because they that's another one where they curtained off the three hundred level. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I guess I guess United Center is pretty big for Roxy. I mean I mean, even if they are celebrating fifty years. Um but I it's it's very weird the timing of this, Jim, because um I, I honestly, I had no idea until a few nights ago, you know, when people were like, hey, Roxy Music is tonight on social media. I'm like, what? And they're playing two yeah. nights at United Center. That's um, crazy. I had been on a Brian Ferry kick. Okay. Like literally a week leading up to it. I've been listening to nothing but Brian Ferry, went back to some Roxy Music, but for some reason I was concentrating on the 80s solo stuff. So and then- Roxy, Roxy's another one that... Every everyone I know who is a huge, huge, insane fan of music adores Roxy Music, adores Great Brian band. Ferry, and yeah. I've never gotten it. I've oh. never gotten it. I yeah. don't understand it. I don't. I don't. I can't picture it in an arena for sure. I um, well, that was a weird thing for me because I. I mean, I know that they have enough fans to, to. Well, I guess they don't have enough fans to fill an arena, <laughs> but they don't. Roxy Music's not an arena band, right? Um, but they. But I. I guess you know because if you tweak a little bit of it, because Brian Ferry always seemed to me like a guy who. Uh, and and kind of came up around the same time as your your Iggy Pops and your Bowies and stuff. Sure, and was always, especially Bowie, and was always kind of cut from that cloth. And I think Roxy Music is similar, like you know, in their heyday in the in the seventies, especially. They were right on the right along with all that shit, all that glam stuff that was happening. Okay, um, and I think they're I think they're an incredibly important band. And Brian Ferry is one of my favorite, sort of like lethargic charming lead singers of all time. <laughs> That's okay. That's way to describe it. <laughs> we'll but, take that okay. one. That works. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. So you went to, you, you, you saw Tilbrook, uh, but okay. Uh, okay. Let's, let's get into it. I hate the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, because I believe that's where I was at instead that's, of uh, Roxy instead Music. Of Roxy Smashing Music you were at. So Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> did a show at the Metro and that's a yes. big deal. That's a it huge is. deal. Especially um, here. I, I've seen Smashing Pumpkins uh, at the Metro once. When did um, you? Which one did you go to? I went to the uh, the uh, uh, God damn it! What's it called? The Boston thing that uh, Oh yeah Theo yeah puts yeah together. the uh, sure yeah the hot stove okay yes I went because Bill Janowitz Buffalo Town yep. was there so yep yep uh, but I went and they were the headliners okay and uh, they were the big headliners they did like the surprise thing. And I lasted two songs <laughs> and I went backstage. I went, ended up going because I had like backstage, not to be a jag off, but I had backstage sure. with, cause I know Bill from, it happens sometimes. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like I went out and I watched like two songs and I just went backstage and hung out with Bill and drank beer <laughs> <laughs> while they were playing. Um, but yeah, so that's the only time I've ever seen them at the Metro. Um, and I saw them. The only other time that I ever saw them was cause they were on the bill at Lollapalooza many Many years. Oh, yeah. I was at like, that in Tinley Park. Yeah. Yeah. When Lollapalooza 94. was the touring Lollapalooza. Yeah. Thing that's, that was became. one of the, that was a very brief moment where you could catch the original lineup of the group because yeah. they toured it for Gish. They toured it for Siamese Dream by Melancholy. Jimmy's out. He yep. comes back and then uh, uh, Darcy's gone yep. for a bit. So it was, despite that huge chunk of the 90s where they were massively popular. You only had a very small window to actually see the original lineup, which you did, whether you care or not. Uh, well, okay, so this is at the <laughs> this is at the Metro, and, and and again, I'm not a fan, but this is a big deal. This is a it big is, yeah. deal for that for that group, those those members of that group, um, and a big deal. For, and I and I'm just really glad. What makes me happy about this? One, it made a Pumpkins fans 
ecstatic. Okay, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and it is it was great for the venue and great, mostly great for Joe Shanahan, who I love. Right. I love Joe. Joe runs the Metro, and I love Joe. And it was a big night for him. It was a big night for the Metro, and especially you know after these couple of years and all the shit that's been happening in the music world and at the Metro and all that and Smart Bar and all that stuff. To have this sort of triumphant return of this band yep. at that space, it's a big, big deal. They've, they've, they're celebrating their 40th anniversary, and they've been getting yeah. a bunch of bigger acts like that in to play this 1,100-capacity club, right? Yeah. Um, the night before the Pumpkins, the Yeah did a sold-out Riot Fest after show there. Metallica was there earlier this year. Green Day yeah. was there. Yeah. So the Pumpkins, a big part of that. But I, I was looking at kind of the history of that band and that venue yeah. Um, today, because I just finished writing my review of it. But they've performed at the Metro 39 times. Mm-hmm. First one was in October of 88, which also happened to be their first ever show with Jimmy Chamberlain drumming. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. fascinating. Okay. Yeah. A month later, they did. They wound up as a last-minute addition to a bill opening for Jane's Addiction. And now they're going back out on tour here in you a know couple what? weeks with Jane's Addiction. I think I might have been at that show. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy weird I, parallels I, right now. I've seen yeah. Jane's addiction. I've seen Jane's addiction at Metro in the heyday in the '80s at least three times. Okay, so I may you have probably seen, were. Yeah, I was probably yeah. at that show. Yeah, I just don't remember them. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. I may have been drunk, Jim. I don't know. It was a long. But time. that that will that will happen too. But uh, yeah. you know, surprise shows throughout the '90s, and then it was the setting of their their final show uh, before they broke up in 2000. So that they're back now for the first time in ten years uh, was was pretty cool, and they played for two and a half hours. So I mean, it was they didn't just phone it in. I saw the set list, and I you know I can't imagine. I mean, you guys, I'm just you know like I'm not a fan, but I can't. I'm trying to like put myself in the position of 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 a band that I fucking love. Yeah. In in a venue like that with a set list like that, I can't imagine how much fun it must have been. It must have been amazing. You and I were at that same pumpkin show in Tinley then on Lollapalooza, which was 94. Right. I was 13. Um, and all these years going by where my parents, my parents would let me go to Tinley because we lived in the suburbs. We lived in Crestwood, but they wouldn't let me go into the city for shows. So all these pumpkin shows at Metro, I'd, I'd oh, see them man. happening. I was aware yeah. it was happening. I never went to one. So it took yeah. almost 30 years to finally get to one. So it was, it was pretty cool yeah. Monday night to be there. That's cool, man. No, that's cool. Uh, that's really cool. I can't stand that band, but I'm, uh, but seriously, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I, and well, I mean this. I mean this sincerely. No, I get I, it though. It's it's like that's a big deal for for Pumpkins fans. It's a big deal for the band. It's a big deal for the venue. It's a big deal for Joe. All across the board, it's nothing but cool. You know what I mean? But I yeah. But like, and I always equate it though for the people who can't stand them because certainly I know these folks are out there. Yeah. I always equate it like Rush, where like I could totally see how some like Billy Corgan's vocal oh. might might just go right through you. A lot like for a lot of Rush people, you know, Getty Lee's vocal just goes right, right through them. And another one it. is for me, another one if you're talking vocal and it's and there are many things more than Corgan's <laughs> Well Billy Billy Corgan yeah I, Billy Corgan, Corgan himself may just, he's, I mean may he's just a jag- you the wrong way. <laughs> he's a jag off. He's a total jag off. But he likes really? wrestling. Never I'll give you that I'll give you. I'll give, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. He he has, he runs a wrestling. Uh, that's my favorite thing about Billy Corgan is that he likes wrestling and he writes wrestling. And he you books. know, to his to his uh, <laughs> to almost his downfall, that was one of his worst attributes because so many of those times where he'd shoot himself in the foot or say something that would rub people the wrong way, I would look at it and go, "That's the wrestling fan in him Thanks. messing yeah. with people <laughs> yeah. right now, and he just no. can't <laughs> stop it. He can't stop himself." <laughs> oh man! Hey, by the way, as we tape this, did you watch? AEW? Did you watch? I didn't watch it last night. I did not watch it last night. Yeah, I saw. I saw one. I got one spoiler, but yeah, I can't wait to watch it tonight. Oh my god, Jim! (laughs) 
It, it's, it's that so, crazy. I mean, uh, the, well, I, the whole show was just fantastic. I, I mean, can't uh, believe the, I didn't get more spoilers. Then. Okay. The, the, the well, I mean, it just it was it was two hours. It was. You know, I mean, the thing about AEW, which I think is something we're not going to get into wrestling here because we'll be here all day. But the, but <laughs> AEW to me is so far superior to what they're doing on WWE. It's not even funny, and I don't care yeah, about the backstage and- shit. You I was know, just going to say, even with that, the fact that they're still this yeah. good is pretty it's impressive. Still, you know, and and it just so coincided all this all this drama with Punk and the young, yeah. you know, all that shit that happened. It coincided with MJF's return. So it, who cares? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like MJF comes back, picks up all that slack. And well, that's then, a hell of a trump card to have in your back pocket to play when is. shit hits fan, right? Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> we'll bring and, him back. And to have the show that they did last night, the the two hour you know, a uh, dynamite grand slam thing they did last night. I'm telling you that's pay-per-view quality stuff last night. I mean, it was, it's, and, and of course I'm you, I, I don't know if one of the spoilers, someone returns last night that made me like, I, I, I may have uh, seen someone <clears throat> I, post that on Facebook. This oh, morning. I did. I posted it, but it was late. It was after the fact. Cause I didn't watch I know, it till I, I didn't know. watch it. I didn't watch it till like midnight, one in the morning last night. So it was a few hours. I could have, um, and I'm surprised I didn't see this. I'm surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't spoiled for me. I'm surprised that's the only spoiler I've gotten, so I'm going to have to stay off Facebook. Well, I mean, yeah, stay off Facebook if you don't want to know what happens in terms of, like, champion, because there were some championship matches last night, and they were great. I'm telling okay. you. Okay. All right, anyway, we wait. talked about Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> and wrestling. Uh, um, listen, let's talk about some of the interviews that you did. All right? Okay. Riot Fest. Yeah. Riot Fest, three days. You went all three days, and you got to interview some really cool people. First of all, Guar. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you talked to the dudes from, or the, you know, the uh, the, ro- the rotating uh, cast of, of Guar? Yeah, it's hysterical. I think every year since since Riot Fest has moved outside, so at least 20, <laughs> 2012, 2013, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's and every year I always say the same thing. I've, every year I do it just so whoever's with me photographing can get the photograph of them because <laughs> nine times out of ten I don't even use any quotes because I can't. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to run this this amazing quote about where they work blood uh, and semen into the quote for no particular reason? Like, yeah, my editors will be thrilled when I run those quotes. So it's like, but it's a fun photo every year. I mean, every, why not? Uh, right? Guar, I love Guar, man. I, have you seen that? You've seen the documentary, right? You've seen This Is Guar? Uh, no, I have not oh, seen dude. it. Oh, dude. Oh, Jim. No, I didn't even know it existed. There's a Guar. What? Of course there's whoa. a Guar documentary. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on, man. We may have to just stop now. So then, oh, you, do you are, do you do you have Shutter? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, okay. Here's what you're doing. You're watching Seven Days by Sting. I was just and gonna then, say Sting and Guar. What a day I got here, dude. This is Guar. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, Jim, it's one of the best music documentaries ever made. It's okay. It, it would came out this year. It's unbelievable. Like literally gonna be a not just music documentary not just documentary one of my favorite movies i've seen all year wow legitimately okay. is this is guar it's it's streaming on shutter i'm telling you man you will text me halfway through and go oh my god how did i miss this wow okay this is guar it's available on shutter it's unbelievable and it's unbelievable on levels that go way, way beyond just being a music documentary. It's a music about friendship. It's a music about art. It's a musical. It's it's a movie about. Um, it's a movie about creativity, um, and creating art. Um, and it's moving as hell. Like I wept while I watched it. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Wow. Okay. It's 
phenomenal, like legitimately one of the best movies of the year. You have, I'm, I'm I can't st- wait. I'm <laughs> stunned. One, I'm stunned you haven't seen it. Two, I'm even, even more stunned about that, it. that you didn't even yeah. know about it. This is Guar streaming on Shutter. Top priority, Jim. Top uh, top yeah. priority. So, all right, well, let's get back. To, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no. So, so I, uh, the two members that I interviewed uh, yeah. at Riot Fest were Jizmac Degusha and <laughs> Blothar the Berserker. Uh, they they just put out a new batch of their uh, rye whiskey because <laughs> right, of, of course, course they they're have, collaborating yeah. on a whiskey <laughs> and jizz jizz mac degusha of that <laughs> told me uh, and I quote of course it's good it's made of my urine <laughs> so there you go if you like your whiskey to taste like urine then you want the guar whiskey they're the best which is great man. wait till you and, see the uh, Jim I'm just so now I want to sit I next can't to wait you. I want to come over right now and I want to <laughs> sit next to you while you watch this is guar. I swear to God, you're going to lose your mind, Jim. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to get a text from you when we're done. <laughs> I'm going to get a text from you two hours later going, how the fuck did I not know this existed? And why is this not in the, in the Museum of, of Natural Art right now? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Well, they, so they, have a new, uh, they have a new album out, by the way. Yes. yes. The, yeah. the New Dark Ages, which is Guar speaking to the strange times in which we live, which <laughs> just that right there. So I, I asked them, I go, you know, these times seem perfect for Guar. Uh, you know, how do you speak to the times on the new album? And Blothar said to me, it, t- with, I don't even think there's that much irony. His quote is, yeah. there was yeah. never a time in the history of the planet that was made more for Guar than this moment right yeah. now, when yeah. people are prepared to believe absolutely anything <laughs> when disease runs rampant. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's like, so good. Always, yeah. And Jim, you got to love it. It's always gold when you interview those guys, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. Always gold. As a, as a journalist, God damn it, that's gold. Yep. You know? <laughs> so, all right. Marky Ramon, my man. Oh, I mean, my God. Riot Fest. Yeah. You talk to Marky Ramon, you got a picture with goddamn Marky Ramon. Tell me about that, man. That's a Ramon. I mean, that's a And you know what? That's a legitimate Ramon because there's yes. so. Every uh, the original lineup, everyone has passed away, but Marky goes back to '78. You know, the band formed yeah. in '74. Marky takes over for Tommy in '78. He plays on Road to Ruin, so he's playing on "I Want to Be Sedated." He's in Rock and Roll High School, so like Marky is a legit Ramon, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, him talking about oh, I did. I forgot of- to load up the uh, the Blues Brothers audio. <laughs> I was so how often it. how often does the train go by it's like you'll never notice i forgot so to load that up. Even I, well yep. I, I do have this god damn it nick that's not gonna work okay go ahead so <laughs> he's the, a legit he's a legit marky ramon is like yeah. a legit ramon yes uh-huh so it's it's it, we had a very interesting forbesy conversation about branding because marky has a book out he's still out there waving the flag for the ramones uh, and he, did you know he's a pasta sauce impresario, Nick? Were you aware <laughs> wait, of this? Wait a minute. No. I w- <laughs> so I turn you on to This Is Guar. You turn me on to Mark, uh, Marky, Marky Ramon's pasta, pasta sauce. sauce. Okay, cool. I see that. That's a good give and take. I see that. <laughs> so picture him in that thick Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I can't even do it, that right. thick Brooklyn accent, talking to me about how he learned from his grandfather, who was a chef at the Copacabana, on how to make pasta sauce and by the way lest you think this is a joke the wall street journal voted it the second best bottled pasta sauce behind raos or rayos or however you pronounce yeah, that which is a right. pretty good sauce that's a great sauce yeah so marky ramona wow. there you go wow how was the how was the show how, how, how so he did 
in one hour and in typical Ramones fashion, 30, 30, yeah, 30, <laughs> 35 songs, uh, never once said anything except the bassist did occasionally, Nick, this is going to shock you scream out one, two, three, yeah, four. Right. right. <laughs> and they did, they tore through 35 Ramones songs. That's... He said in Argentina with a little more time, they were doing 45 <laughs> and he's 70 by the way. Of course. So that's amazing. I, mean, I only saw the Ramones, the Ramones for you. I only saw the Ramones once, and I remember I never did. I saw them in '93 at the Riv, and and I wow. remember uh, thinking, ah, man, these guys are old; they're gonna suck. One of the best shows I've ever seen, and literally one, two, three, four, and they would just launch into the next song. It was amazing. <laughs> he and, uh, said that, and I and I no, go ahead. What what did he say? No, he said that uh, the the reason they did that early on was that they thought it was a sign of weakness if you slowed down or stopped to talk to the crowd, that they were embarrassed if they had to do that, of, that other bands had to do that. So they just, you know, took speed and played as quickly as they could for as long as they could. I love that. It's a sign of <laughs> <Yeah>. weakness. <laughs> uh, I've, 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 I'm lucky to know PJ Souls. Um, okay. And we're kind of Oh, like yeah. And, uh, she's in Rock and Roll oh, High School, man. right? She's riff, man. She's riff random. Yeah. Um, and she's, t- she's told me many fantastic. Oh my God. Um, I can't even and, imagine. Oh, it's amazing. She's, she's the shit. She rules. Um, okay. So you got to talk to Marky Ramone, um, and, uh, 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 Jimmy Eat World. You talked to Jimmy Eat World. Talk to Jimmy Eat World. Uh, they, you know, they've, they just, uh, made the move back to the indie ranks, but, uh, they're one of those rare nineties bands. That's never done the full album thing. They've tried not to rely on nostalgia. They've had an album out every three years and, you know, they, they continue to just kind of try to plow forward. So it was an interesting chat about the way the business is changing because they're just going to stop releasing albums and just focus on singles when they can. Okay. So Jimmy Eat World, Guar, Marky Ramone, all of those interviews at Forbes, correct? And Bad Religion. Yeah, that was cool and, too. All of them Oh, wow. Yeah, Bad Religion. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. What was it? You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're so cool. Greg Graffin is an interesting front man because he's, to me, he doesn't sound like any other punk singer. Yeah, it's almost that like barbershop quartet kind of vocal going on there with those <laughs> yeah, harmonies in true, Bad Religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a but a PhD from Cornell. He's a smart guy. They've always had a real socially conscious take on the world. So if you don't mind a little uh, politics in your punk, Bad Religion over the course of the last forty years is for you. And uh, Greg got into all of that uh, in Forbes. It was really cool. Very cool. Okay, so Greg Graffin from Bad Religion, Jimmy Eat World, Guar, Marky Ramone, all available at Forbes dot com and Radio. JimRyan.com. Uh, and uh, some of the other Riot Fest things, um, the Misfits played, uh, and it's it, that's the, that was the, the full original lineup, correct? Yeah, so it's Danzig, Jerry Only, and uh, Doyle uh, with Dave Lombardo from Slayer on drums. So that's that's cool. Uh, if only Danzig could keep up with them, it'd be even cooler. Yeah, uh-huh. But he's, okay. he sucks. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, uh, he took a shot in Chicago, by the way, too. N- he Danzig what? did. Danzig took a uh, shot at Chicago, by the way, too. Chicago uh, the city or Chicago the band? Chicago, <laughs> Chicago the city. Okay. He he would have been justified if he went after Peter Cetera, but he went after the city of Chicago. I, I was going to say, it's a like song, that goddamn song from Karate Kid. I don't like it, man. I don't know if that was he, it. <laughs> he introduced a song about violence and goes, it's appropriate we're playing it in Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. That, was, that sums up, really, his approach to the set, too, so... Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, he's a dick. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another. Here's another band I can't stand that everybody else seems to love. That's Nine Inch Nails. How? Uh, how? How? How were they? I. You know, I love them, and I have a lot of respect for Trent because he's another one that I feel like could very easily go out there and phone it in, just mm-hmm. roll out the hits, and he never does it. 
Um, so it was fun. I've He's, liked him since he started do. I've, I've liked him since he started working the with soundtracks. Yeah. So, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you that because I think he's fantastic as a composer. I'll give you that, well, man. Well, so Atticus Ross's yeah. partner in that yeah, is yeah. in Nine Inch Nails now with him, and a lot of the songs took on these cool, like reworked kind of like cinematic intros and stuff and interludes, and it was it it was to me it was one of the cooler Nine Inch Nails shows I've seen in a long time because of mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it was great. So they were great. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Uh, you, you went to, uh, Clapton at the United Center. Um, uh, and, um, so I mean, Clapton, I've seen Clapton, Clapton, I've seen Clapton twice. Uh, I've seen him live twice and kind of put me to sleep both times. Uh, That's where I was at. That's a slow burn, man. I don't give a shit. He's an incredibly talented guitarist. Yes. Yes. He's, he's been in some legendary bands. Um, you can't say anything bad about cream or I will punch you in the mouth. Agreed. Um, and he's incredibly talented. He's also a racist prick, um, and an asshole, um, and an anti-vax asshole. Anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's everything, everything that you could possibly hate in a human. He is that except he's extraordinarily talented and one of the greatest guitarists that's ever walked the planet. So (laughs) it's a very difficult balance. (laughs) Now you saw him at, you saw him at the United center. How was it? And it was, they didn't have to shut off the the 300 for this show. Right. I mean, sure. It was. Yes, they did. Oh, no, come on. Oh, no, it was. Oh my God, Nick, it was absolutely empty. I will send you, I took screen grabs from ticketmaster, uh, com that day. He did two oh, shows, by the way. He could yeah. have easily done he could have done one at the Chicago Theater, but he did two at the United Center instead. Wow. Curtained off the three hundred level. Uh, a friend of mine had a three hundred level ticket and was moved down to the sixth row. What? What? That's to tell you that where that there were seats open everywhere. It was on a first come first serve basis. They had someone waiting in the three hundred level, and you would walk up there with your three hundred level ticket, and they would hand you a ticket for what was left elsewhere, so that they could curtain off the 300 level and they were moving people as close as the sixth row that's not an exaggeration holy crap man mm-hmm. well i guess yeah. the, i guess the press caught up with them i guess at this point it's you know what i mean finally like, finally yeah, finally yeah because i mean this is it's i guess you know it, it, it was maybe it was news the racism stuff came out when the i have to say thing it, happened it, that's when i found out about it i i had never heard that until then. oh okay <laughs> it's been a long I, so time so i was yeah <laughs> i put it in my review i mean because to me it's if you, if he's going to go up there and run through songs by artists like Willie Dixon and Muddy Waters, then uh, the racism is is a pertinent uh, absolutely, thing. and it has been, and, and and that's been a problem of mine that I've had with Clapton for many many years. Um, but okay, now, but I I do want to I want to hear because <laughs> there were people that were not happy that you included the fact that Eric Clapton is a racist prick in your review God of the United Center show. Yeah. Um, but so what? I want to hear some hate mail. Let's hear some hate mail that Jim Ryan received. <laughs> From pointing out that Eric Clapton is a racist prick. What, uh, Let, what, what? Let's start with Twitter. We, we have a Twitter oh, username. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> the always, the bastion of positivity that is Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we, we, go, we, we go to Twitter user Harry. <laughs> yeah. Who comments, who comments on my article, quote unquote, alleged to have said, but still oh. no verifying evidence to support this unsubstantiated claim. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Clapton has acknowledged that he said this stuff and apologized for it. Just because there's not audio recording from 1976 doesn't mean right. that it didn't happen. Right. This, this, of course, what we're referring to is in 1976 on stage in England amidst a multitude of racist terms uh, that I won't repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, made statements like, and I quote, allegedly, keep Britain white. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like these are the things he said. There's a tra- there's this people.com has a transcript of it if you Google. I, I link to it in the article, but this is the stuff that that resurfaced this year when yeah, he he collaborated with Van Morrison on a song called Stand and Deliver, which equates the lockdown of quarantine to slavery. Right. Complete with a, a reference to chains and to really hammer the point home in yeah. case you weren't positive that's where he was going. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, what, you, get, you, get other, you, get, you get some other response from... Uh... Yeah, so that, that was Harry on Twitter. That's and Harry. Then, uh, Good. Hi, Harry. Uh, a guy named Thom, T-H-O-M, Thom, uh, emails, Sorry, Jim, but why do you have to throw in the anti-vax and racist remarks about Eric Clapton? Now, I went back through my article to make sure. I, did, I never mentioned the anti-vax stuff, so it must just be fresh on Tom's right. mind. Yeah. But I, but sorry, Jim, why do you have to throw in the anti-vax and racist remarks about Eric Clapton? Was it really necessary? Nobody is interested in your opinion. <laughs> now, Nick, ah. what, is, what is a concert review? Well, that's exactly, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> what did nobody, you click on it thinking nobody, you were getting? Yeah, nobody is interested in your, in your, uh, in your opinion. Now, uh, uh, keep that out of it while I read your review. I did click on, on your concert review, though. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, he does. He does go on to say, "I'm not happy with his anti-vaccination comments either, but the racist stuff is from 1976. This was supposed to be a music review, Jim, not a biography. Maybe next time you can be more forgiving, or at least mention all of the good things he has done for others. Have a great day." Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Do you, is there a long list in your head, Nick, of the great things Eric Clapton has done for others that I'm not forgetting? Well, I mean, showing up long- gigs instead of. Jeff Beck, like when Jeff Beck doesn't show up, Clapton does. That's that's, closing, closing the window. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Is that on the list? That's not on the list. Wow. Too too soon. No. Oh, my God. All right. Wow. (laughs) I am Uh, not even for people who don't know. I'm not given context. Holy Jesus Christ, Jim. Uh, <laughs> Eric Clapton, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. Congratulations for going there, my friend. I, uh, Thank you. Pat on the back. Holy shit. All right. Hey, uh, before you get out of here, how was yeah. Diana, Diana Ross at Ravinia? Let's leave on an up note. We're, we're not going to we're not going to end on that note. Uh, Diana Ross. End, was... Hell no. Hell no way. We're ending on that note. <laughs> Diana Ross at Ravinia. How was that? Uh, she was outstanding, uh, 79 years old, I believe. And she had performed right up until quarantine. Her last gigs were in March of 2020 when everybody was forced off the road. And here she is back. And again, she's got that reputation, right? For being the diva, all these things, uh, just seemed like this humble, appreciative, uh, dazzling performer on stage. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Again, 11-piece backing band. Uh, her daughter performed with her. And just another one where you forget how many hits there are, right? You you roll oh. through that entire Supremes, all, all yeah. those singles. It's crazy. Incredible. And then then you get the Nile Rodgers penned stuff she did in the 70s, Inside Out. And yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It was just, it was a phenomenal show. That Another one that vastly exceeded my expectations. Awesome. Okay. Diana Ross at Ravinia. And all of these reviews and all the other interviews you can you can read about Guar's whiskey and Marky Ramone's spaghetti sauce and <laughs> and Eric Clapton's racism. Uh all of that stuff uh is available at Forbes and at Radio Jim Ryan and the Daily Herald. Uh Jim, always a pleasure. Uh what are you going to see? Who are you going to see or interviewing in the next couple of days that we we'll talk about the next time? 
I just spoke with uh, Nick Mason from Pink Floyd, who's oh. coming to town on October 3rd. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. That's that's going Very up cool. soon. Uh, Glenn cool. Tilbrook will be going up soon. Yeah, it's been it's been a busy month. Busy month. Good for you, man. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, it's great. RadioJimRyan.com, Forbes, and Daily Herald. Uh, and, uh, and thanks, Jim. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Nick. Okay, go watch This Is Guar. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. All right. I'm on it. Bye. There you go. There you go. Uh, Jim Ryan, everybody. Fantastic. He's the best. All right, you know who else is the best? Esmeralda Leon. So let's say hello to Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda Leon. Hi, Esmeralda. Hi. How are you? I am doing well. How are Good. you? Uh, you know, uh, it's quite the thing. I don't know. I'm oh. How you been? How's your, how's your <laughs> week as we head into a Friday? Uh, good. I can't yeah. wait for the weekend. What's happening? Nothing. <laughs> that's that's why I want the weekend. That's to be why here. you can't wait. You can't wait because there's nothing Cannot happening wait. at the weekend. Uh, well, we know how that goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so we do have that, and I still and I do have my megaphone next to me. Nice. Complete with bottle opener. Wait, let's see. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, works. Do you have yeah. anything recorded? I don't. On the preset. Is there anything you would like me to... I'll record right now. Is there anything you would like no, me to say? Not really. Okay. Right. <laughs> you right, should... You know what? You should... Um, uh, the listeners, if they want you to say something, ah, they should email you or, or send a voicemail. Or send a voicemail. Uh, and then you can us. record. <laughs> That's right. I will do that. I will, I will record and play back through my crazy bottle opening megaphone. Uh, if you have a request, uh, you can send us a voicemail, uh, 773-417-6948 or an email at nickdpodcast.gmail.com. And I could say something like, uh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. No. Is it not working? Wait. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, nope. I said yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Oh. I said yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I said yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, birthday requests. Yeah, man, yeah, I said yeah. All right, shut up. Wish revenge on an enemy, you know, whatever you'd like. Yeah, that's that's right, anything you want. I hate my neighbor. I hate my neighbor. I hate my neighbor. Actually, you know what? I should probably play that because I'm right by the back windows. (laughs) And I have loony, I have loonies living in my building, so that's good. Oh, I think probably goodness. about three o'clock in the morning, someone's going to climb through my window and murder me. All right. <laughs> what the well, hell? as long as you record it onto your megaphone, <laughs> that's if we're all set. We have we have police evidence then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Speaking of neighbors. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I 
I know. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I didn't mean you, baby. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, The fun with megaphones. Hey, you know, we were talking about um, bad songs, songs that are considered terrible, and we also discovered Mm -hmm. that you pretty much like all songs. Um, it's looking like that. Aside from uh, How Bizarre OMC. Yeah, that's right. Besides uh, How Bizarre. But I mean, look, you like that Break My Stride song. So, um, yeah. okay. All right. So I, I don't even yeah. understand how that's even humanly possible. Mm-hmm. But we Break were talking about terrible songs. Oh, God. <laughs> we got to keep on moving. Moving. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matthew Wilder and his hair. It's terrible. (laughs) God. Um, So we were talking about bad songs that inexplicably other people like and sell millions. And and here's um, Bob sent an email. We got some email responses and voicemail responses. And again, uh, wide open for your voicemails and your emails anytime you want. But Bob sent an email. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this one, Esmeralda? Yeah. Hi, Nick. Love the podcast. (laughs) Love Esmeralda. Um, I've been listening to you since you were on with the great Roy Leonard. Boy, that's a long time. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. And it says, I, we're talking about bad songs that I hate and music that just songs that you hate. Um, can't, uh, I, I hate pretty much anything done by super tramp. Can't understand (laughs) how they had any popularity at all. Their music sounds like it was done by and for little children with vomit emoji next to that. He he used the vomit emoji. Yikes. That's quite a a hatred of Super Tramp. (laughs) I hate everything done by Super Tramp. I can't understand how they had any popularity at all. Their music sounds like it was done by and for little children puke emoji. So I... Wow. See, now that... I don't... I love Super Tramp. They're one of my favorite bands. I what songs do they have? They have um So you think you're the Romeo playing a part in a picture show. You take the long way home. Take oh, the that long sounds way familiar. Home. That's them. Uh there is a Goodbye Stranger. It's been nice. There is um mm. uh they have a ton the ton Breakfast in America was their biggest album. Um uh, they had a, a <laughs> super trap. They had a, I mean, but Breakfast in America is one of those albums that, um, I mean, there's a there's a mil- logical song. When I was young, I seemed that life was so wonderful, a miracle. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, it was beautiful, magical. There's Goodbye Stranger. There's Take the Long Way Home. Give a little bit. Give a little oh, bit of okay. my love for you. How does he not like them? Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's just the music, I'm assuming. I, he has you know, no, he it, has no malice it, for the for the band themselves. It <laughs> might be, it might be Hodgkin's vo- Roger Hodgkin's voice because it is kind of high and kind of mm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. that's it. But I, I see that Breakfast in America is an album that when it came out in the summer of '79, my God, I mean, I listened to it. I wore that goddamn thing out. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. That's a Desert Island album for me, Breakfast in wow. America. Well, don't, and, don't get stuck with um, our uh, listener there because no. he would – terrible would, time if, on that if, island. <laughs> oh, man, if I, was on the, if, I was on that, if I was on that island with Bob, he'd kill me because I would play. Yeah. 
And also, uh, Supertramp, those songs off of Breakfast in America are featured prominently in Magnolia, um, in the bar that Quiz Kid Donnie Smith goes to, the John, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, William H. Macy character. Mm-hmm. Um, the bar where he has a crush on the uh, on the um, on the bartender mm-hmm. and spends his time like yakking with uh, Henry Gibson in that bar on the jukebox. Apparently, people love Supertramp because every time they cut back to the bar, there's another Supertramp song playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Supertramp is featured heavily in my favorite movie. So, yeah, interesting. It's weird. Um, how, I yeah, did do like just a quick search. Like, uh, I hate Supertramp. <laughs> and uh, just to see what would come oh, up. What, what came up? Please, please. What so came a Reddit, up? in a Reddit, there was a forum, yeah. uh, in a Reddit forum, someone did ask the question nine years ago, why does Supertramp get so much hate? <laughs> uh, yeah. But then people are kind of like, they do. Uh, someone someone gave the the example that they're kind of like the, they were the cold play of their day. They said that the self-proclaimed cool people derided Supertramp as too mainstream. In the same vein mm. as Journey and Sticks, oh, so I don't no. know if no, you agree no. with that. Well, I do. I, there is no way that they're the Coldplay of their generation. They're so much fucking better than Coldplay. It's not even. <laughs> it's um, funny in this in this thing because nobody, everyone's like, "How do you hate them? How could you hate them?" Yeah. So. I think our listener might be in the minority. I don't know. Although, you know what? I mean, the Coldplay, maybe they, I'm just trying to, because it's hard for me to be objective because I love the band so much. Right. But maybe they are. Their perception is very Coldplay-ish of the late 70s. Maybe right. that is, maybe that's a good way to, I mean, yeah, I don't maybe. agree. I, maybe I don't agree with it, but I think You that would that's, know that, more than I would. I wouldn't. That would, you weren't even alive in 1979, <laughs> yeah. so. Um, but someone yeah, else, no. someone else brought up that because they were ridiculously poppy, and they, they were are. that they, hipster band of their time. Yeah, no, they were poppy. I mean, Breakfast in America. I mean, you heard the songs that I was singing. Give a little bit. That's a very poppy yeah, song. Yeah, you know the logical song. When I was young, it feel life was so wonderful. That's a poppy song. Um, okay, all right. Yeah. I oh, guess here we go. Yeah, there was at the <laughs> end. Oh, this was. <laughs> I love this. Um, so every, this, this was asked nine years ago and all the, all the comments are from nine years ago, except one, which was 11 months ago. (laughs) Somebody 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 waited a while. (laughs) They said, I first heard them on heavy rotation back in the nineties. Everything about them grated on me, especially the singing, the awful piano sound and the all, and the overall vibe of it. It all felt so pretentious and elitist. Hmm. Okay. I guess that's I. I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't agree, but I guess that's a fair. Yeah, you know, they that's said, a fair. They assessment. said their dislike is not based on modern day tastes. Uh, I'm sure they are all professional artists, but I think their artistic output sucks. Wow. <laughs> maybe okay. this is our listener. That might be. Yeah, maybe that was Bob. Bob was. Maybe Bob, Bob is posting on Reddit. <laughs> Bob posted on the "I hate Supertramp." Uh, oh, that's just. I funny. guess there are Everybody, other people. See, but then everyone else is just kind of like, why would you not like them? They seemed fine. And then just this last comment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of Supertramp and it's particularly Breakfast in America. I think Breakfast in America is one of the best albums ever. I I, I think Mm -hmm. it's a it's a truly one of the greatest like records of all time. Um, And in that summer of 79, uh, that and 
Budokan, Cheap Trick and Budokan were the two albums that I played the shit out of. Yeah. That like entire summer. Uh, so I don't know, but well, anyway, Bob doesn't like Super Tramp, but I guess yeah. I can understand that. Now I'm now, well, see, I just now keep... I'm I'm finding more under the apparently there's a Reddit group for Super Tramp. <laughs> uh, a, a pro and negative or pro and con? No, just or? like a you know where they talk about Super Tramp. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody asked the question, anyone can give me a reason why so many people hate this fantastic band. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe you're just because you love them so much, you have you have uh, put on the blinders. I guess. And not noticed how much people don't like Supertramp. <laughs> yeah. And I know I can understand that. And I guess maybe the Coldplay thing does enter into it. Because I'll tell you something, Ezreal, that uh, Breakfast in America was massive. You could not yeah. get away. Like you mm. could not turn on the t- like you couldn't turn on the radio without hearing "Logical Song" or "Take the Long Way Home" or "Goodbye Stranger." Those songs were, eh, especially on FM radio, mm-hmm. everywhere. So I guess if you found them annoying, you couldn't get away from them in 1979. Right. So okay, yeah, fair I enough. See that? Fair enough. They rule though. I think they rule. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Um, and we can, and and it was funny because um, I guess after Magnolia, because that the bar. I can't remember the name of the bar, the bar in Magnolia where Quiz Kid Donnie Smith hangs out. Um, Mm -hmm. When one of my buddies, one of my actor buddies moved to uh, L.A. to make it in L.A. and then, of course, moved back to Chicago like two years later. Uh, The first bar he went to was that one Mm -hmm. specifically. And he went in and he played Super Tramp on the jukebox. And I guess like the regulars were like, God damn it. You know what I mean? (laughs) apparently this asshole likes magnolia you know what i mean like (laughs) wants the whole wants the whole goddamn it isn't it enough that you're here and that it looks exactly like the bar looked in magnolia that's enough (laughs) you got to go to the jukebox and you gotta play super Mm. tramp which of course is the first thing that i do (laughs) if i walked in here so um but yeah um featured prominently so Mm. all right super tramp well there you go people people's that hate songs. Hate People must tramp. really not like them. Wow. Yeah, I can. Un- I guess I can understand that. Um, um, but I, I totally disagree. I love them, and like I said, Breakfast in America, that's a classic album. Absolutely mm-hmm. classic. So, mm-hmm. anyway, hey, uh, you know, we're working on doing. Uh, we had a very successful and fun live version of the podcast, Esmeralda. We did, yeah. Over at the now, did you enjoy the flashback convention? Was that fun for I you? I did. It was fun. It was fun to see all this stuff because I don't usually uh, watch horror movies and stuff. So it was fun to see all the essentially all the memorabilia and all the like this the the culture of it, the pop culture of it. Yeah. Because it's not like people were wandering around with just like arms chopped off or anything, which <laughs> I'm amazed that nobody did that. Like special effects stuff. Like nobody really got into it like that. It that's more on display later on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and sometimes. But you know what it, I mean? Like nobody's wandering around like all bloodied. <laughs> no, they have those people. Lots uh, of Jasons and yeah, and and, um, and Freddies. Jasons and Freddies and yeah. Mike Myers, but like yeah, no victims. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Very well, because... rarely did I see a victim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we did have the woman who dressed up like uh, uh, Florence Pugh from Midsummer, which was my favorite. Yes. My favorite costume ever. <laughs> which, yeah, that was that was yeah, that was one that I saw that wasn't like what yeah. you would expect to see at the horror convention. Yeah. 
Um, and her and her her husband was dressed in the bear in the bear suit, like the, the bear skin, <laughs> which just yeah. I mean that was my favorite. Those are my favorite costumes. I think I've been doing I've been going to Flashback now for twenty years, and they've been doing the costume contest I think for fifteen of mm-hmm. those years, and that might be my favorite duo of of. Uh, of costumes, although the gremlin who ripped himself apart and became the oh evil my god. was that was pretty you mean no wait 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 you mean the magua the magua yeah that turned into a gremlin yeah yeah Gizmo turns into a gremlin <laughs> yeah before your very eyes yeah oh my god that was amazing it wasn't it amazing it was so amazing um, but I, I still have a soft I'm so spot in my angry heart. I'm angry I didn't I wasn't filming that because that was just somebody did it's it's out there on the YouTube's yeah. You, I mean, yeah. Somebody that on, man from deserves their... all the whatevers for yeah. coming up with that idea. Oh, yeah. And genius. Picking up the chainsaw when he became the gremlin and yeah. having the chainsaw on stage was great. It was great. And I just, I didn't even see, you could not tell that there was a gremlin under the Oh, the no. Mogwai. Not at all. And and when it happened, like, he did the whole full, like, transformation. He started to shake and he's ripping things off. And, yeah, it was. And grabbing the chainsaw. It's like, and even Rich was up, Rich Coase was up there. Spanguli was up there going, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the only thing that would have made it better is if someone had thrown water on him. That would have been funny. And then a whole bunch of them. Like, for, I don't know how <laughs> oh, we would have done that. Well, like, you could have, like, mini ones. You could have, like, kids. You could have had mini ones and then, like, have them oh, yeah, out. if you had kids. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cute. <laughs> oh, man. Well. Ideas, um, everybody. Ideas yeah, for next year. For, for next year. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we had a, we had a, a good time. And, uh, you know, it was really a lot of fun to talk with the audience and stuff and do the live podcast and Oh you yeah, know, P- for sure. Uh, Michael and PJ from uh, Halloween were fantastic. So fun! They were amazing. So, so cool. We had such a good time that we're going to do it again, but not specifically for horror fans. Mm-hmm. As we're all, we're going to do a live podcast. You and I are going to host a live version of this podcast at Zany's in Rosemont. Yes, very exciting. And, and so we want to know if you guys are going to come out. It's going to be, we haven't really nailed everything down yet. Sometime in November before the holidays really kick in and after Halloween. Mm -hmm. So between Halloween and before the holidays really kick in sometime, we are going to do this. I'm talking to the people from Zany's and they're like, yes, we would love to host your podcast. We will record it. Esmeralda and I will be on stage talking. We'll do some fun stuff and have some fun topics to talk about. We will have a surprise guest join us on stage who's not announced yet. And we will interact with uh, the audience as we did uh, at flashback, yes. Uh, we will also have prizes that we're going to give away, and uh, and we're going to have some fun and 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 have a good time. And uh, there there will be an admission price, uh, and I think there's a two drink minimum or a two food minimum if you don't want to drink um, at Zany's. And uh, we'll figure out exactly when it's going to be. But we want to see if you guys are going to come out. Uh, it'll be sometime in November, probably a weeknight, sometime in November. Uh, and we would love you to come out. At Zany's in Rosemont, which is really easy to get to, huge parking, restaurants everywhere. I mean, an amazing uh, uh, place, uh, an amazing thing they've done there uh, at Rosemont. I mean, that whole place is just unbelievable now. Oh um, yeah, that's. I mean, it's super cool that you know they're all kind of in one area. You can park and then just go around. Yeah, there's bars and restaurants, and you can see concerts. You can see comedy. There are outdoor concerts in the summer right there. Right out in that in that thing, and then across the street from from all of that, the restaurants, the bars, Zanies, and all that stuff is the movie theater, the Rosemont. If you've ever been yeah, to the Rosemont perfect. movie theater, it's there. All of that stuff is conveniently located right there, one parking facility, and there. And uh, the Zanies is lo- right in the middle of all of it, and uh, so we're going to be there. And we want to see if you guys are going to come out. So email uh, me and let me know nickdpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, uh, will you make it in? 
Uh, we want to get some interest here. Uh, voicemail us too. 773-417-6948. Yay or nay, will you come out to, uh, to Zanies and Rosemont to see me, Esmeralda, some special guests, and we'll have some prizes and do what we do best here on the podcast live. So, uh, and Zanies is great. Zanies and Rosemont is a great room. So it's going to be fun. Very um, cool. Can't wait to go. Can't wait yeah, to be there. It'll be good. And uh, so, yeah, if, if you just want to get some, some thoughts on general interest. Uh, so, you know, leave us a voicemail or send us an email saying, yes, I'm going to be there. I can't wait. When's the date? And I'll be there and tell your friends and all that cool stuff. So Zanies and Rosemont will host the Nick D podcast live sometime and we'll give you all the details once it's all nailed down. But we wanted to let you guys know and plan accordingly and let us know that you're going to be there. So anyway, that's going to be fun. I'm excited about it, too, Esmeralda. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be real fun. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So there, there's that I wanted to mention, too. So bad, uh, bad songs, as we've mentioned. Um, and uh, when, was the la- when was the last wedding that you, you, you've gone to? Now, I know that you're going to a big one in Iceland. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Um, Colin's brother is getting married in Iceland. Uh, they, w- he proposed to his now fiance there. Um, and they really, they just, they've been there a few times and they really, they yeah. really enjoyed it. So yeah. now they're having their wedding there. Hmm. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but when I is it? I couldn't tell What's... you like, oh, it's, um, at the end of October. Well, it's not just the end of October, right? Right. But I mean, they don't, that's not part of their thing. Right. But it's Halloween. They're getting right on Halloween. Yeah, okay. but they're not. That, they didn't not choose be that Halloween because Halloween themed at all. Right, it's not like people are going to be dressed up like they're at flashback. I mean, that's right. not. Gonna, <laughs> but I just think it's. I don't know. For some reason, I think it's cool when people get married on Halloween. I don't know because it's my favorite day of the year. Maybe. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I don't know. But that's pretty cool. So, um, uh, how does that? I mean, it's it's you know it's a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. Those sometimes are, are kind of, I mean, those are, those are a little bit sometimes difficult to pull off, especially if you're going to go to Iceland. They must really yeah, they love, probably, they must really love Iceland. Yeah. They probably did it that way on purpose. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they sent out an email that said that, you know, when they sent out the invitations and they sent out an email, like if you can't make it, like if you can't, don't worry about it. Like, don't, yeah. don't try to kill yourself if you can't afford to go in to this wedding or whatever. We'll, there's plenty of time we will see you so yeah so well uh there's no pressure which is good yeah uh for people who don't think they could make it um and yeah so i guess the people who really well you know if you can make it you can make it essentially yeah. i guess is uh and i know you've been to iceland and you enjoyed it very much you and mm-hmm. Colin went. Yeah. yeah yeah i hear it's great reykjavik right is it is where yeah that's the main city the, the capital yes um kind of where like the two airports are yeah international and the like domestic is like super close to Reykjavik so right um but then like the rest of Iceland is like small towns and just like right flat yeah well, it's not it's not all flat but you know for the most part it's well, just kind of flat weird little grass and waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> and that's it well, that's good, but that's cool. That's a unique. That's a, that's a unique wedding that you're going to go to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's that's a very cool. um, when, because we when you drive from the airport to Reykjavik, you get to see there's just kind of nothing. There's mm. maybe like little towns and houses, on the way, but it's it's pretty much just like it looks alien. It looks like you've landed on another planet. Yeah, I mean that's Iceland is used in a lot of movies because of that. 
to, mm-hmm. that's for filming locations. If you if you have like a movie that takes place in a weird setting, they're like, yeah, let's, let's shoot it in Iceland. <laughs> that's got it. Yeah. Or or, or a beautiful it, setting too, or a beautiful setting because Iceland yeah. is beautiful too. Yeah, I think some of uh, Game of Thrones was yep. filmed there. I don't know uh, what, but yep. No, I think a lot of Game of Thrones is filmed there, and I think. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, there are big portions, I think, Game of Thrones. A lot of those fantasy sort of films have been shot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's cool. Well, you know our good friend, uh, my old producer, Tom Hush. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is getting married in November. Yeah, um, yeah he's getting married in November. Um, a much more traditional sort of wedding. Um, and, uh, and I'm very excited about that. Now, in general, Esmeralda, do you enjoy weddings? Do you like going to weddings? Um, I like, I don't mind going to weddings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't like all the hubbub about it in the sense of like, you have to get them a present and yeah. you know, you, the whole thing of, of, um, like all the little things that they do with the wedding kind of are like annoying. Some like of what, them. The, the garter. Yeah, like all that stuff, and then the, the throwing of the bouquet, the ugh, cutting of the I'm cutting just like, of just the cake. Have a party. And, yeah. <laughs> just have a party. Yeah, and I've seen people. It, it seems that they're kind of getting away from that. Like unless you're like super traditional, you're not doing most of that stuff. Like not even well, the cake stuff. Sometimes you sometimes people take those, you know, cliches of the wedding reception ceremony thing or the, I, I should say the, we when we talk about wedding we're talking mostly about reception because you know mm-hmm. that's a yeah. different thing but that all this shit usually happens at the reception but some people like take the cliches and twist them mm-hmm. uh like i've been to weddings where the guy is wearing the garter and the bride takes it off just you know to switch things up a little bit or uh, the bouquet thing is changed. You know, like they try to, tr- tr- you know, to twist it up to make it look. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and the cutting of the cake thing, anybody who like smacks their bride or their groom in the face with the cake or they put cake in their face are morons. Like, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. Like, oh, I'm going to put your cake in, in my bride's face. You know what I mean? Isn't that funny? It's yeah. not funny. Not and then funny. also nowadays, like people are, like they do dance routines. I'm just like, oh, yeah. no. I've been to weddings where they've done. <laughs> listen, I, I I was in a theater company for a long time, Esmeralda, and some of those people got married, and at every goddamn wedding there was some sort of theatrical event. You know what I mean? Oh, like they Lord. had to do something. <laughs> like, hey, just to let everybody know, yeah, we're in theater. We do theater. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Theater people. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm one of them, and I and I totally understand. <laughs> uh, at my wedding, uh, the the first uh, wedding. Uh, was filled with theater people because at that time when I got married, I was still mm-hmm. I was artistic director at the Factory Theater. I was marrying one of the actresses at the Factory Theater. Everybody from the Factory was there. Friends of friends of the Factory who were in other theater companies were there. And the only thing that we did that was theater related was at that time we had a play called White Trash Wedding and a Funeral that was running mm-hmm. and still you know still open. It was a big hit, ran for a very long time. And one of the central focuses of that play involved the chicken dance. Yeah. So we did the chicken dance and, uh, you know, that we had the chicken dance and we did that. But that was that. But that you get that at all weddings anyway, most of the time. So it wasn't like we staged it. We were like, hey, the chicken right. dance, of course, we're going to do that because <laughs> it's part of this play that every like a third of the people there, more than a third of the people there were a part of that. You know what I mean? But we didn't go, hey, here's a little routine we're going to do it. You know, we're theater people. <laughs> like I've seen couples come out and do routines and dance numbers and stuff. Yeah. You know, when, 
when they get introduced that here's for the first time Mr. and Mrs. Asshole or whatever, and then they come out. Um, I've seen people do like, you know, routines and dances and stuff, and I'm like, oh, God. All right. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> so, um, so what songs do you hear at weddings? Because I now what we're going to be talking about is songs that have actively been banned from weddings. Like people go, I don't want to ever hear this song. Oh, What's wow. the, what, when I say that, when I, when I, when I say banned songs mm-hmm. from weddings, what's mm-hmm. some of the first ones that pop into your head like that you would think would be on the list? We are family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, we are family. That was play, um, the that was YMCA. Play. Okay. Uh, we are family uh, was played at my second wedding unbeknownst to me <laughs> and it was oh it you was, was it a you were like not that one it was it was my my bride and i were surprised by the rest of the entire in-laws and, and our and family mm-hmm. because here's what they did they took baby pictures of me and my my ex mm-hmm. put them on sticks blew them up so that they look like you know masks that you could hold up over your face so they had oh, pictures God. of us but they were pictures of me as a kid and Heather as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so everybody from Heather's family was holding up pictures of me over their faces. And everybody from my family was holding up pictures of Heather, baby picture, blown up, mm-hmm. while, while they played uh, We Are Family. Mm. Now, this was not approved by Heather nor I. <laughs> And when you, when they somebody grabbed them, I guess uh, I can't remember who it was that grabbed the mic uh, and said, "Hey, we are now all together. We're one family now. We're in like he's you know that's why they play. We are family because the in laws and all that shit. Everybody's right. now like one big family. And so without us knowing it, Heather and I were like, "What's going on?" Because somebody grabbed the mic, <laughs> grabbed the mic, and we're like, "What is happening?" And then suddenly, like everybody gathered on the other side of the dance floor, and somebody was handing out these masks oh, and they God. and i was like what the f- what is happening now and then we our family was played while everybody danced around us with our faces Yikes. it was kind of it was kind of like something out of Yikes. it was kind of like something <laughs> out of a jordan peele movie it kind of <laughs> right <laughs> i wonder if anybody still has any of those masks uh i know my ex does i don't know she if does. she still them. She might. we had them we had we each had like three or four of them they gave them a bunch oh, of them okay. we, we threw them in a box with all the other weddings i don't know she may have burned them i have no idea but we did for a while <laughs> we had them in a closet maybe my parents still have them i don't know but everybody walked out with one i can tell you i can oh, i can boy. tell you that yeah so uh we are family but yeah i can understand why that what was the other one ymca yeah i'm gonna go ymca mm-hmm. that's one that i know that always gets played but you know i'm sure people are now like ooh, no uh, I yeah, I just always find it fascinating when it's played at Wrigley when they bring in a new pitcher. I always found that I don't understand that. Like when the, when we knock out the starting pitcher and the and uh, the opposing team has to bring in a relief pitcher when they mm-hmm. go to the when they you know when they go to the bullpen they play YMCA and I've never really <laughs> never, <laughs> never really understood why. I don't understand the connection and I also find it hilarious when. Um, you know, like they do the, they play YMCA and everybody, all the drunk asses start doing the Y and the M and the, you know, the whole hand thing, the right, yeah, the yeah, hand yeah. gestures and stuff. I always find it fascinating because I don't know how many times I've heard unbelievably homophobic remarks made by these assholes. And suddenly when YMCA comes on, they're dancing and I'm like, Hey, do you guys know? Oh, are of you, course. You familiar with this band at all? <laughs> yeah. You guys, yeah, you, are you familiar with what, 
you know, with what lifestyle they represent. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you know that, but you were just ripping them. <laughs> you know, these are the kind of people who, uh, the kind of people, a lot of people that would go to Wrigley would also never be seen dead near Wrigley Field on a Friday night on Halstead. Yeah. Ever. And they're the same people that are, that are doing the YMCA thing. Yeah. Um, well, the Macarena goes without saying, we, I forbade that from being played at my first <laughs> wedding. Um, about some, so wait, did you, did you just tell him like, no, I told him, it. I said, or you, you'd if, murder him, right? I tell, I, I, I told him I'd kill him. I said, if you yeah. play the Macarena, I will kill you. <laughs> Cause the first, my first, my first marriage, my first wedding took place in 1996, which was at the mm-hmm. height, mm-hmm. like literally like the, it was everywhere. And, and I told the DJ, I said, if you play the Macarena, I will kill you. And he's like, all right. And he didn't play it, but he told me at the end of the night <laughs> that he got 8,000 requests for it. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. And people Where were like, else are you going to do the Macarena if not at a wedding? And I remember people <laughs> coming up to me and going, hey, man, I asked the DJ, they, they want, they won't, he won't play the Macarena. I'm like, yeah, because it sucks and I don't want it played at the wedding. So fuck off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't bitch at me. There's an open bar, so shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go drink your sorrow away. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. why aren't you playing the Macarena? Hey, 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 dude, there's an open bar. You know, you, I think you can, you know. You can don't don't bitch about the Macarena not being played when you can get a free bourbon. So shut up. Um, all right, cha cha slide. Now here's something I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't. You gotta. What is it? You go up and you, it's a, it's one of those line dance. Yeah. Where you, you yeah, go yeah, up, yeah. No, go to the left. And go yeah. Well, the cha cha slide is isn't it different? It's different from the electric slide. It is the cha cha slide. It's two and the different songs, but it's the same thing. There's just more added onto the cha cha slide. I hate those things. I hate them. <laughs> do you know how to do them? I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I do because, like, anytime I've Is ever it been somewhere, because you don't know how to do them. Is that why you don't like it? No, I just think it's stupid. <laughs> but do you think it's but, stupid because you don't know the dance? Well, and you can't well, join in. But, but no, you can join in because isn't the <laughs> yeah, entire song? You, isn't the yeah. entire song like telling you what to do? It isn't that is. the whole song? Okay, but if you well, don't know the moves. Uh, beforehand, you're going to get all twisted up. And then you're going to run into people, and then you're ruining everybody else around oh. you's like, okay. movement. Well, I've never, I've never attempted to do it or learn it, because I don't care, because mm. I think it's stupid. But, like, but like I mean, essentially the song, I mean, the entire song is, step to the left, now dip, now twist, now arm in the left. It's like doing the hokey pokey. Well, there's another one, hokey pokey. Does anybody right. do the hokey pokey at weddings anymore? Jesus, I hope not. <laughs> Jeez. Especially when you have the electric side and the cha-cha side and you're still doing the hokey pokey. Like, no. (laughs) I think we've evolved. (laughs) Okay. Let me ask you this because there's some here on the list that I don't know. What is the Cupid Shuffle by Cupid? Uh, No idea. Okay. It's, I'm going to uh, assume it is just a different version of of a slide shuffle dance thing, right? You know? a, a, like a line dance participation dance. Another, yes, another yeah. one of those. Okay. Throw it what under is... the cha-cha slide and electric slide. Okay. Group. Well, then I don't like it. Uh, mm. Wobble by Vic. Uh, no idea. Okay. I I don't know the name. I might know it if I heard it, but I don't know it by name. Okay. Whatever that is. All right. Uh, another. These are banned wedding songs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Happy by Pharrell Williams with his Arby's hat. Yeah, uh, okay. you know that song. Yes, of course I know that song. Oh, okay. I can't stand that goddamn song. <laughs> um, well, neither can these wedding people. So. Oh, I hate that song. 
<laughs> and and you know, uh, and fuck the minions. It's their fault. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so happy that's been banned. Now, where do you stand on that song? I know it's. I mean, maybe people liked it when it first got played, but now I like happy. Do you? Ugh. I guess I don't hear it enough okay. to hate it to like have such a hatred for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. Whenever I mean, well, there was a period of time when it was played all the time, and I, I just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Shout by the Isley Brothers. Now I'm assuming that you know you make me want to shout. Get my hand right. up and yeah. Okay, you can thank you can you know who you can thank for that. You can thank Animal House for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You can trace it all the way back to Animal House. Uh, I don't like it. I mean, I like the song. I don't like what happened to it because of Animal House. Because now it's like people wear people wear togas now and dance to that, even though that goddamn right. movie is like forty five years old. Yeah, <laughs> they've worn it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's essentially yep. it. Um, I mean, this is why hipsters don't like their music to go mainstream. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, love Shack by the B fifty twos. I love that song. I oh, I love that song. I yeah. don't. I would never, never be- sick of that song. No, me neither. I'm glad we're we're in agreement on that. That song rules. And if I heard it at a wedding, I'd be happy. Yeah. So I guess the question is, Esmeralda, uh, the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, if you and I were at a wedding, and mm-hmm. I will mention the song, if you and I go, ugh, then it's a song right. that should be banned. Okay. okay. So, but you and I pro-Love Shack. Yes. Okay. Um, we Are Family is next. That's fine. Fun- okay. So I, I just, when I said it, I'm thinking because it's so played- yeah. At weddings, like people play it. It's at every wedding, essentially. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind it. Okay. All right. I'd well, probably sit sit that one out. I can I yeah. <laughs> go to the bar, man. It's an open yeah, bar. Probably, I'm like, go I'm to gonna go get a snack real yeah. quick. Go to the yeah. bathroom. I'll see you I later. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, absolutely. You can do that. That's what weddings are about. They play shitty songs and you go off and get a drink or you go to the can. That's that's what you do. <laughs> uh, but I think of this is how old I am though, Esmeralda. And uh, I, I think of uh the Willie Stargell seventies uh, uh uh Pittsburgh Pirates when I hear We Are Family. That's <laughs> that's because I'm old. Seriously. That's because I'm old. If, if, if you ask somebody in their 50s, Esmeralda, mm-hmm. uh, what's the connection with, with baseball and We Are Family? They will go on and on about how dominant the Pittsburgh Pirates were in the late 70s. Right. So. <laughs> okay, the next one. What, you, are, you, are you on the same one? Are you on the list that I'm yes. at here? Okay, you give, you, what's the uh, next one? So Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Can't stand it. Uh, yeah, you know, also Robin Thicke is kind of garbage. Yeah, so. he's, a, he's a creep, <laughs> and he's on that goddamn Masked Singer show. Um, and then they stole, they essentially stole it because they want, um, uh, Marvin Gaye's family won, I believe. Did. Yeah, it's a they total ripoff. The- <laughs> it's a total ripoff. It's a total ripoff. Um, okay, next one. Cool in the Gang celebration. Yeah, I could live without. Is that, yeah. uh... Is that the celebrate good times? Come celebrate on. <laughs> good times. Come on, yeah, that's celebrate. Yeah, cool. again, don't hate it, but again, yeah. I would, uh, I would sit that one out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I love Cool in the Gang. I love Cool in the Gang, but that song is just too much. It's just too much. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Next is Cotton Eye Joe. I wish someone would play that at a wedding. <laughs> um, I don't even. What, what you remind me? What that you is? You know this song. Joe, I've been married a long time ago. Oh God! Where did you go? But then it's the Rednecks version, which is like the sped up, like techno one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. Next one, Esmeralda. Oh, Abba, Dancing Queen. Yeah, I'm not. No, I no no no. How dare this be on that list? Yeah, I'm not an Abba guy. Song is so good. 
I'm Whatever. not an ABBA guy. Yeah, no, I, I understand. How dare you? I'm not an ABBA guy <laughs> at all. Um, but you know, you can't not have Dancing Queen at a party. You can't have it at a. It's at such a, wedding. a good song. Hm. Yeah, not no comment. <laughs> um, who plays "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey at a wedding? Um, I think as a they joke, played it at the last wedding I was at. Why? I don't know. Wh- okay. Because people like that song. I do. T- I love it. Listen, hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, I love Don't, don't Stop You know, Believing. not all I, wedding songs have to have themes uh, yeah, pertaining I guess. to just a wedding. True. I think people true. just enjoy that song. Yeah. Uh, well, I love Don't Stop Believing. Yeah. I love it. Listen, hey, listen, listen, let me explain something to you. You know how I am about Glee, Esmeralda. I watched that show right, way past its... right. <laughs> and I loved it. I love that version. I love it. I love it. The only time I was, it was painful for me was when the goddamn Sox won the World Series. That's the only time it became painful for me. Because that was mm. their song. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you can handle the next one. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> uh, Beyonce, Single Ladies. Uh-huh. Um, I, well, I also see, see that one, I think, is to the theme of weddings. Because then it's like all the same. If you like ladies. it, then you better put a ring on it, right? Doesn't she say? Uh, yeah, if you like it, I you think. Better... Okay. Yeah, I think it gets into that territory yeah. where it just gets cringy. Oh, and so they play it. No. Maybe they play it before the the uh, bouquet, right? Right. To get the well, okay, all right, that makes sense. Let's get okay. all those single yeah. ladies together. Yeah. Yeah. If you like it, then you better right. put a ring on it. All that other shit. No, okay. I don't know. I don't okay. like what it what it uh, is insinuating <laughs> all right sweet caroline by neil diamond oh i mean people that's people a very it's it. just like a journey don't stop believing it is and it's also same boston thing. boston red sox mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. turn down for oh god dj snake and little john turn down <laughs> what i love that song I, yeah <laughs> i think cool. when that song what? came out it was very popular so yeah yeah it could right. be a, a thing of it's just I get but that song weddings. kicks ass. I, that song rules. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. All right, and let's do well, let's do one more and save save the uh, the one for for next time. Yeah. What is the what is this next one? Can you explain You've it to me? You've heard this one. It's uh, "Watch Me Whip Nay Nay" by Silent O. It's that "Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay, Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay," and then there's video of uh, um. Who's the first lady who used to be the first lady? Obama. What's her? I can't remember her name. Uh, <laughs> Michelle? Michelle? Michelle Obama? I couldn't remember her name. Uh, there's video. <laughs> there's video of her at, like at a school or something or at some function. Where oh, like, yeah. Oh, that song? Yeah. I think oh, she's doing okay. that. She's also okay. doing the Dougie. I believe she was also okay. showing people she's how doing to do the, the Dougie. She's doing the Dougie? Okay. All right. Um, but yes. Okay. Yeah, it's right. that well, watch me whip, watch me nay nay. Okay. <laughs> is it was it a was it a is this a was it a very popular song with the kids? Yeah. Okay. Uh yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well yes, uh, grandpa. That's, that's some of the I know I'm old, man. I'm old. <laughs> Um, all right, so those are some of them. We've got more. We'll get to we'll get to the other band wedding songs at another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are definitely some other ones on here that are like what? Um, but I think I think what what it comes down to is that uh, ultimately, Esmeralda, the message is fuck you, Love Shack rules. Right. I mean these these this <laughs> wedding the wedding songs. I mean it's it just reads like a top forty. It does. Yeah. 
radio Some station. of them were popular so, yeah. what are you at a certain do? time, and some of them weren't. Yeah, okay. oh, you know what? It's not a top 40 station. It's uh, it's more like a mix. Yeah. Like, hits from the 80s, 90s, and, and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, hold on. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. It sounds like you have a whole chorus of people behind yeah. you just like, yeah. waiting yeah. to just yell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's like, okay, Donnie, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Okay. Band wedding songs. I wonder if you're going to hear those in Iceland, any of those. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm wondering how many of those are going to be played at Tom's uh, Tom's. Uh, I would. Yeah, wedding. I would be curious to find out what he. I will see him. I will see him in, uh, well, I saw him this morning, evidently, because yeah. I'm. I was on the Steve oh, Cochran right, show yes. with Pete, Pete McMurray <laughs> filling in. He was on. Pete McMurray was filling in, and mm. I was on. Yeah, we had a fun time, I think, <laughs> from what I remember. Which TBD. TBD, <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, listen, thank you so much for listening. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Uh, and my, you know, you know my, my, old, uh, my old buddy uh, Joe used to be a DJ, and he used to DJ weddings. Nice. Hey, listen, here's some goddamn YMCA. Get your ass out on the floor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so be a part of the Nick D podcast. Tell us that you're going to be coming out to Rosemont to see us at Zany's in November. Voicemail 773-417-6948. Email us nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Any topics, any subjects you want to jump to. Thank you, Skaggs. I appreciate that. And here we'll hear from Skaggs. Yeah, That's right. Uh, you can rate and review <laughs> us on every platform. Hey, Esmeralda, the next time we are, uh, we are uh, here, you know who's going to yes. be on the show? Skull and Stone, the Manson Brothers, making oh, a return man. appearance. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. All right. Hey, uh, we, we, we will talk to you uh, on, uh, on, the, uh, on the Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Yes. Even yeah, though you're you not too. doing anything, and I know you can't wait to not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Esmeralda. Thank you, and thanks, everybody, for being a part of it. And check us out at RadioMisfits.com and the next episode of the Nick D Podcast. Thank you all for listening.